0: Have you had enough of the big name web hosting services that are long on promises, but short on bleeding edge features, uptime and customer service? Or are you just looking for a performance boost for your business's online presence? The answer is Agorist Hosting. Agorist Hosting is the agile web host that offers full concierge service from website redesign, full e-commerce solutions, even custom apps for your Shopify store and more. All with security, reliability, redundancy, and privacy at the forefront. Oh, and those bleeding edge features? How about hosting your data in a decentralized system like IPFS, the Interplanetary File System? Good luck getting that from those other guys. Agorist Hosting is ready to take your web presence into the future. Head over to agoristhosting.com to get started. That's A G O R I S T Hosting.com. AgaristHosting.com. The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech podcast feed. Whew, this is the place and you know that means Dr. Sovereign is on the case. It is Sovereign Shorts which every once in a while, these have to pop up. Why? Because there are subjects that have to get discussed. Um, And sometimes they need to come out, I think on their own, make a statement. They don't have to be a part of a larger episode of Sovereign Technica. Uh, And so, you know, I want to get them in here. And I actually have a couple of these planned uh, for, you know, over the holidays, these Sovereign Shorts. Um, but I want to get this one in. And this is one of those times where once again, and this has happened way too much over the past couple of years. Once again, I get to say I was right. Now I, here's the problem. I don't like saying that. <laughs> like, I really don't like saying that. Like, I don't, I want to be wrong. Like if you knew, just how much I walk around with a a, a sense of, of doom, impending doom. Believe me, <laughs> you'd understand why I don't want to be right. Now, that said, albeit, yes, I have a sense of impending doom. I have been espousing for many, 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 many years, long before the pandemic or anything like that, that we live in a uh, dystopia, uh, which I think most people are you know, more willing to admit now, but while I, I do walk around with, with the sense of, uh, doom and gloom, um, of course, you know, how do you get through this? Well, as we say on the show all the time, uh, only the paranoid survive. So that's how you survive. <laughs> You'd be very, very paranoid. Um, but also, you know, I also have a lot to be very happy about. It doesn't mean you can't have your own little utopia inside of a dystopia, right? Anyway, that's, of course, uh, you know, what I I think we should all be working on, having our little alpha site that we can all, uh, uh, you know, jump through the gate through and uh, get away from the coming asteroid or whatever. (laughs) Anyway, we're going, we're going away. There was no need to go that far, but let's get into, let's get right down to earth in what we're going to talk about in this Sovereign short um, and why I was right. Now, it was 2019 when I had done an episode uh, of, at that time, Sovereign Tech, where I discussed, by popular demand, the subject of 5G. Now, why most people wanted me to talk about 5G. They wanted me to talk about it from, oh, it's, it's health concerns, oh, it's mind control, it's killing the bees, it might be killing the bees. I don't know about the other part. Uh, you, you know, it's all this blah, 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 blah. You know, they wanted me to get into conspiracies around it. Now, I don't have a problem with discussing conspiracy theories and deep diving, you know, and going, going full crazy, okay? Like, I have no problem going there if it's justified. Um, where I like to start off is that that's not where I like to start, you know, an argument against something is it like, it's, I don't know what we'll, we'll come up with some kind of Latin term, like argumentum conspiratorum or something like that. Like I, that, that's just not where you want to start. Okay. So I've never actually on sovereign tech, I've never even discussed the health concerns around 5g or whatever else. Um, and I'm not going to do so here because I don't need to. All right. When I discussed 5G, my primary point that I made was that this was a technology that offered no appreciable difference to the consumer when that's exactly what every tech giant and telco was schlepping it off as being an improvement over 4G LTE. Okay. And that you would experience you know, like there would be an appreciable difference. Things would be faster. Things would be this, things would be that, you know, it's just 5g will usher in paradise. That's really what like Verizon and everybody else, uh, you know, what, what they were saying. But in 2019, I laid it all out. I talked about, I mean, we got into the technicals, we broke the whole thing down. And I said to you then, no, this is like, (laughs) this is, this is like a, a, you know, a solution in search of a problem. You know, there's, again, there's no appreciable difference for the consumer. And this is in 2019, mind you. Okay. 5g was still kind of a fresh thing. Apple was just starting to dip their toes. Uh, and it was of course, pre pandemic, you know, I mean, it's one thing like here, all right, real quick, we got to set up the, you know, there should be here's the terms we should use. Like there, there are pre pandemic dystopians and then there are post pandemic dystopians. I actually think a lot of people are post pandemic dystopians or at least pandemic dystopians because, you know, perhaps depending upon one's persuasion, we're not actually post pandemic, but regardless, um, I give a little more validity to pre pandemic dystopians. That's not to prop myself up. Like I said, I'm the one that wants to be wrong. Okay. But anyway, this was brought, my points were all brought up before then. Uh, you know, so, and, and again, like I, and I'm not going to do it here. There's no need. I don't have to talk about any conspiracies or health concerns around 5g. We're going to stick right to the facts, ma'am, as they say, and we'll open this one right up with, cause I, cause I want to read this from nine to five Mac. Okay, so here's a totally consumer focused site. Nine to five Mac from November 23rd, 2022, very fresh. Is, here's the headline, is 5G worth it? Consumer hype is over and carriers worried, says report. Let's read a little bit from it. And then well, you think this is the only story I've got? Oh no, 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 no. I've got more. I've got reports. I've got all, Oh baby, here we go. When five, you're reading from it from Ben Lovejoy. When 5G was first launched, the big question for smartphone users faced with the prospect of replacing their devices to use it was, is 5G worth it? The huge popularity of 5G devices seemed at first to indicate a resounding yes, but there are now concerns that not the novelty is worn off and that many are still seeing little real life difference between 4G slash LTE and 5G speeds. Okay, Stallion breaking in, let's stop right there here's here's Ben Lovejoy's term from 2022 little real difference that's the same statement I made in 2019 which is no appreciable difference for the consumer saying the same fucking thing that I said years ago let's keep reading quote 5G was hyped as one of the biggest developments in mobile tech for many years, which promises uh, or with promises of gigabit speeds. Sales of 5G smartphones showed that consumers were sufficiently excited about the tech to upgrade and Apple's adoption of 5G for the iPhone 12 was thought to be key to the popularity of the lineup. However, real life didn't quite live up to the hype. In my own tests with the iPhone 12, I found that while isolated 5G coverage occasionally offered broadband-like speeds, coverage was sporadic. And, uh, Ben Lovejoy, end quote, Ben Lovejoy gives like his, uh, his breakdown and then moving forward two years and two iPhones later, things haven't changed dramatically. Subheader is 5g worth it. Consumers no longer, uh, so sure. Here we go. Quote, the Financial Times reports that consumer demand for 5G has reduced. Here's from the Financial Times. Quote, even in Southeast Asian markets, which rolled out 5G much faster than most European and North American countries, consumer demand for 5G smartphones has just begun to taper off. In the second quarter of this year, there was a 7% drop in shipments of 5G devices, uh, according to a recent report by uh, Canalys, a firm that analyzes 5 tech markets quote the hype for 5g has dwindled and demand has shifted to more practical aspects of smartphones such as Stalling, break in hold on hold on because this is the one that i've said for years and years and years why are they putting all this other bullshit on us what's the number one thing that people are asking for what's the first things on cannabis list quote battery life number two storage which Stalling, breaking and we are finally getting you know like storage amounts that matter built into phones, you know, like 512 gigabytes, one terabyte, and so on. Um, anyway, reading on quote processor speed and camera quality, uh, says, uh, Chu Lushan, an analyst at Canalys quote, everyone is feeling the pinch and the practical uses of 5g have yet to be seen. End quote, he argues that in the vast majority of cases, 4g speeds are sufficient for everyday use. Now, Well, there you go. I mean, you have a full report. You have, uh, you know, from also from a a consumer journalist, their own experience that 5G just hasn't changed. Again, we're talking about even in South Asian markets. I'm going to get into another report here that's going to prove the point. But even in South Asian uh, markets where 5G is, shall we say, more permeated, uh, there's nobody seeing the difference. 4G is enough. But let's keep going, because who's really scared here? Consumers? No, consumers will do what they want. Um, And and there's an update I want to make on, you know, your ability to choose 4G or 5G. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but here we go. Let's let's keep reading this story. Uh, Subheader carriers worried about recouping, recouping their investment. Uh, Quote, mobile carriers collectively spend hundreds of billions of dollars on buying 5G spectrum and creating 5G infrastructure. And the Financial Times says that many are now worried about whether that investment will pay off. Quote, anxiety is mounting about whether enough people will pay for the service they have invested so heavily in. With intense competition keeping the prices of 5G products down, operators are trying to claw back some of their infrastructure investment by coaxing consumers onto high tariff bands that offer more data but the global cost of living crisis may undermine that strategy especially given that the new products mostly offer only slight advantages over the old end quote the big fear is that 5g experience the 5g experience will mirror that of 4g lte they're carry there with 4g carriers spent huge sums of money to upgrade their networks, but found that consumers weren't willing to pay a premium for it. The real beneficiaries of LTE were companies like Apple, Google, and Netflix, which can now offer higher quality streaming through the faster speeds without picking up the tab End quote. So what's happening here again, you can say, oh, well, the, the pandemic just fucked everything up. Oh, it's the pandemic. That's why people aren't excited about 5g. no. You're getting from multiple sources here, including the Financial Times, where they're saying, yeah, uh, here it is, let's see, uh, but the global cost of living crisis may undermine that strategy, especially given that the new products mostly offer only slight advantages over the old. This is the point I've been making with smartphones overall for many years, that, wait a minute, like, why do I need this to be any do any better? It's not like it's changing my world right now you know, like the, the iPhone 12 and the iPhone 13, really what changed exactly? Like, why should I spend another thousand dollars or why should I, you you know, like there's, again, there's no appreciable difference to the consumer. Um, you know, and, and, and I love that they brought up, so wait a minute, who actually made money off of LTE, Apple, Google, and Netflix. I mean, and, and this was the thing too, like a lot of people, you know, here, here's, You bake in a bunch of bullshit features and like make everything look pretty in your banking app or whatever other app that you can think of, okay? And then suddenly an app feels like it's going slow on a 3G network. As to where ultimately... You don't really do a whole lot more with your smartphone now than you did when 3G was the standard, right? And this is the point that I made when we first talked about 5G and called bullshit on the whole concept from a technological standpoint, which is exactly what's happening here. Again, there's no appreciable difference to the consumer. This is something that is getting forced. I mean, maybe not forced in the sense that somebody has a gun to your head, but forced in the sense that you don't, you don't have a choice. You essentially have to buy a 5g phone. Now, if you want to buy a phone, unless you're going to buy older phones, which certainly there are people who do that. I know people who still go back and like they try to find and buy uh used pixel three XLs. Cause they love those damn things. I'm not saying that that's necessarily a good idea, but Hey, I get it. I buy old laptops, you know, for the very similar reasons, I think to why people, you know, would buy older pixel phones, but anyway, so here, here it is consumers, analysts, journalists, everybody that, you know, engages in actual fact finding, unlike Apple, Google, and to take your pick of the tech giant, uh, are saying, wait a minute, I'm not seeing any difference with 5g. I don't give a shit. I mean, I don't even know what this says about, you know, fucking orange ass hat Trump, you know, wanting 6g for what? I mean, that just shows how, well, again, he shouldn't open his mouth ever anyway, but, um, well, okay. <laughs> I, like I said, I have more to talk about um, and let's do that. So here's another story from nine to five back, but it's actually them quoting. And yes, I'll pull from another site in a second, but it's them quoting from uh, another uh, report. Okay. And here's the headline for this story. Links will be in the show notes. How U.S. 5G speed and availability compared to international coverage uh, and performance. Now, there's not a whole lot to really get into around what's 5G like in the US compared to the rest of the world. Uh what I think is the mo is more interesting um is just like h- how are things for 5G in 2022 around the globe really? And Ookla, which that's the company that makes Speedtest, that a lot of people, you know, that's a very popular app. Um Ookla did a report in for 2022 and they compared it to 2021 and so on. And here we go. This is the the main slide that I want to look at from this report. And it's 5G median performance worldwide for, and this is for Q3 2022. Um, Download speeds are 1% faster around the globe. Download speeds are 1% faster than they were in Q3 of 2021. So we're not seeing this huge leap in speed, you know, like year over year, like, oh, it'll get faster when there's more infrastructure. Well, I hate to break it to you. There's a lot more infrastructure out there right now. And all you're seeing on download speeds is, is 1% faster, but it gets better. How about upload speeds? Right. Because wouldn't that be one of the arguments? Oh yeah. 5g is great. Now you can, you know, stream from your phone, get your TikTok shit up, you know, and, and, and whatever you want on YouTube and, you know, show yourself getting a coffee enema or whatever. I don't know, whatever you, you think that somehow matters to people and you want to put online, uh, <laughs> the internet is, that's the lead pipes of Rome, baby, <laughs> bringing your shit and driving your nuts at the same time. But here we go. So what about upload speeds? Maybe that's where, you know, be, and look, there'd be a great argument for this. Okay. So download speeds aren't that much better, but like backing up my photos and uploading and sending grandma videos and whatever else this could re you know, and for like creatives, you know, being on YouTube and TikTok or whatever other, you know, bullshit platform they happen to be on. This could be a really great thing. If there is a dramatic increase in upload speeds, you know, and maybe even if it were still in the, the single digits, like say 8 or 9% faster, I could see where on a median level, a lot of people might consider that to be valuable. But it gets so much worse. And I mean that. So the 5G median performance worldwide upload speeds for Q3 2022 compared to Q3 2021 is 12%. No, 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 no not 12% faster, 12% slower. It's slower. There's more infrastructure, more 5g devices that are all supposed to bounce off of each other, you know, and that's what provides you with, with uh, great coverage because there's just 5g fucking everywhere, baby. Ambient computing. Woo. And it's 12% slower. Do you want to tell me what the fuck the appreciable difference is here? Do you want to tell me what, why in the... I could use a whole bunch of other expletives. Do you want to explain to me what's so goddamn great about 5G? Oh, it's 1% faster than last year? It's 12% slower? I don't get it. Now you say, well... you <laughs> links are in the show notes. Okay. Now maybe you're going to say, well, you know, if this is really happening, if there, if there's actually like a a downgrade in performance overall, don't you think that a company or a telco or whatever would, you know, have to stand up at some point and give the consumer some kind of options to mitigate this disaster of a technology that is 5g? Well, I'm glad you said that because actually I said it, but whatever. I'm glad it got brought up because guess what? A company fucking has coming. This, this is from December 13th. By the way, that other story from nine to five Mac was December 19th. Incredibly fresh December 13th from nine to five Google. Here we go. Uh, from, from Abner Lee, Google Fi, here's the headline, Google Fi, letting you persistently set preferred network type to LTE on Pixel. Well, I'll be a uh, something. <laughs> no, wait. So, in fact, I talked about this. I covered this on Sovereign Tech. So, when when the Pixel 6 series came out, um I was uh, uh able graciously able to uh to acquire um a Pixel 6 and when I first got the Pixel 6 and I got it pretty much around launch, like we're talking November of, uh, of, of 2021. Okay. And when I first got the Pixel 6, you could choose, and I do have Google Fi by the way, which I've talked about many times, why that's actually a great deal. Uh, you know, you could set it to go to LTE and that's why I was okay with getting a phone that had 5g because I don't need 5g on like the coverage sucks and it cuts out and it has to like switch uh you know has to switch uh uh, bands and towers so why the fuck would I want to set it to to 5g when when 4g as has been proven by multiple reports analyses and sources offers me no appreciable difference if anything gives me a decrease in battery life and some overall speeds and uploading matters to me, let me tell you. I mean, there's plenty of times where I'm connected to, you know, I'm tethering off of my Pixel 6 and I'm uploading episodes of this very podcast. Yeah. Uploading fucking matters to me, baby. I don't want any slowdown. So, but I, so at the time, you know, I was like, well, okay, I don't want a 5G phone. I'm not interested. I'm going to hold back on that as much as I can. And I said, well, I can force it to, to just be 4g. Um, but then it got to a point where they removed that very feature. And I was like, oh fuck. And, and I did find a workaround. There's, you know, the nice thing about Google Fi is, you know, you can put and really, you can do this with many telcos where you can put in a specific like star pound, star pound code. And it lets you like switch carry or it lets you switch, uh, towers. Um, it lets you do all kinds of things. And one of the things I was able to get it to do was switch. or to turn off 5g in general okay so i was able to work around that fortunately but for a little while i had 5g and i tested it out and like i'm saying you know even in my own experience as a tech journalist i experienced no appreciable difference in fact i experienced the exact opposite constant battery drain um just not good now And I've already looked at this. I've on my pixel six, I set it up and yep, you can go right into the settings and you can set it, you know, without having to do any phone codes or anything like that. And you can just set it to preferred LTE. Why would Google do this? Why would Google first? I mean, they took the feature away. Like at one point you could, and then they took it away. Why would they bring it back? Why are they bringing it back? Because they're calling bullshit on 5G. And probably because, uh, you know, I mean, Google Fi particularly is an MVNO right so you know it's a it's a you know mobile virtual uh network so that means they are using you know other other companies towers particularly they use us mobile Um, they used to use sprint but they also use t-mobile um you know like whatever company they basically that they can connect to that's what they do okay they don't actually run their own towers now so why would they do this probably because they know that even though T-Mobile is making interesting moves with becoming an ISP and using 5G for that, but really that's only happening in cities, not other parts of the world, and certainly not, you know, more rural parts of the United States. Um, you know, I, I think Google knows that, or maybe it's, you know, US Cellular or whoever, whatever, whoever they're, whatever towers they're using are backing off of 5g rollout and they might only make it a thing more in cities and they're not going to expand it any further and google knows that this is going to suck ass for their premium google fi subscribers and so they're making the offering particularly with the hardware that they control they are that being pixel phones they are making the offering to allow you to switch to lte and stay there and i say right on but this just proves my point. Like if 5g was the fucking future and just, Oh, you know, like I said, I, I mean, new Jerusalem's coming down, baby. Woo, and it's all 5g. If it was that, why would Google walk back? Because they are absolutely walking back here because again, the feature used to be there. They took it away. Now they're bringing it back. That's walking back. That's not like they added in a new feature. It's not like, oh, well, we want to be kind to you or something. No, they took it away. They were assholes in the first place. Now they know that this could hurt their bottom line. Otherwise, they wouldn't fucking do it. And so you know that 5G is, just like Ben Lovejoy was talking about, 5G is hurting the bottom line of telcos and, well, you know, anybody in, in where 5G, like, really matters. This technology is bullshit. 6g is not going to be any better like really just (laughs) just think of what you do with a smartphone and i want you to tell me that oh yeah i need faster speeds than what 4g fucking gives me tell me that i don't really believe it but tell me (laughs) i q22 at nwo.red there's the email address hit me up and explain to me how 5g fucking changed your life and you were what you were just dying to get 5g. You could not wait for that iPhone to come out in 5g because man, this is where it's at. Now, again, maybe if you're in a city, maybe you might notice something in a city. Okay. But then, you know, most of the world is not a city. And, you know, I hate to break it to you. I I mean, I, I think there's a lot more people like me who actively avoid driving into cities, right? <laughs> I need this shit to just work wherever I happen to be. What, what good is increased speeds if it doesn't work somewhere, right? I don't give a shit about speed. I just need it to work wherever I happen to be when I need it. I mean, look at, you know, Apple, what in the iPhone 14 can, you know, uh, take advantage of, uh, satellite, mobile networks, you know, so you can make emergency phone calls wherever you happen to be in the world. Now that, that's a fucking improvement. 5G, that's bullshit. Provably, provably, provably bullshit. And this episode is putting the stamp on it. Provably bullshit. But now, no, not no. Connecting to satellites? Now that's a whole other ballgame. Bravo, Apple. And I mean that. Like that's cool tech to be able to, you know, to, to have access to on your smartphone. That's something that you want, not this, not something that's 12% fucking slower on the upload a year later. So I am here simply to say that, that, you know, again, don't, you don't have to waste your time talking about, Oh, you know, 5g is causing this and that and blah, blah, no, no, no. It just doesn't do anything for the consumer. This is completely a play by, you know, the tech giants. It's not even played by the telcos. It's just straight up the tech giants saying, screw you. Well, I say you tell them, screw you right back. Don't buy into this. Go, if you got a Pixel phone, hit that setting that says 4G. Send Google the signal. <laughs> no, I don't want 5G at all. At least do that something so i don't want to be right but in this case i was 100 percent right long 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 before any other tech podcast or tech journalist was saying that this whole concept of 5g like it, it's just it's nonsense it doesn't mean anything for the consumer so i will wrap up this sovereign short with that and i will see all of you who on the other side Science! Outer space! Psychology! Book and movie recommendations! Fiction from the sovereign universe! Travels to points of mystery and the unexplained. And even spirituality? All of that can only mean one thing. The Sovereign Technica Newsletter, by me, Ellen Sovereign, along with some stuff by that crazy man I call my husband, Dr. Brian Sovereign. It's the latest tool in your self-directed education, the education that really matters. If you want to cut through the crap of mainstream media ass clowns, sign up for the Sovereign Technica Newsletter right now at sovereign.substack.com. That's sovry The Sovereign Technica newsletter. Welcome to the future.